Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Out in the cold, out in the dark Something's lurking at the edge of the park People be warned, people beware There's a storm on the rise and it's covered in hair Hear him cry, hear him howl Looking for someone to disembowel Claws like a hook, eyes like coal Feet so big they're gonna crush your soul They call him Sasquatch Good morning and welcome to Yowie Central. You're listening to 94.9 Main FM and I'm Sarah Bignall. This is the community radio show where we bring you the latest on Yowie research in Australia and we delve into the endlessly fascinating realm of Bigfoot, Sasquatch and cryptozoology from here and around the world. We also go into all sorts of mysterious phenomena, paranormal encounters, UFO sightings, orbs, demons, psychics, you name it, we go there. I have a fascinating show lined up for you, my friends. We're heading to the beautiful Northern Territory today, starting at Acacia Hills, which is about 60 kilometres out of Darwin. My fascinating guest is Cal. And we're talking Yowies, Junjadis, UFOs, devil dingoes that look like dire wolves with glowing red eyes and invisible beings that chase you in the dark. Cal's first weird encounter took place in 1998 when he was a boy, but I'll let him tell the story. Here's Cal. It was 1998, so that was, uh, I think it was about uh, March. It was our first term of school that year. Just one night, this noise just erupted out in the yard. We are in like a, uh, it was like a, those old, they're like a large, real large, demandable type of looking house. Anyways, it, it's like uh, elevated concrete slab underneath and half of the uh, house underneath was cut off. It was like Dad's workshop area under there. And we had we had two blue, blue dogs, blue heels. The male one was tied up in Dad's workshop area and my little bitch, she was tied up just uh, next to the stairs. As you came down stairs at the bottom, she was tied up there. And um, the dogs were going ballistic. Like, I can't remember now if it was the dogs that woke me or the noise that woke me, but the dogs were going ballistic and they were 
they they weren't just barking. They was they were squeal they were they were squealing like they were screaming. I don't know why I was the only one that woke up. I didn't even want to get out of bed. Eh? Like I was thirteen at the time. I was shitting myself. Like I don't know what it was. Like in my head, I thought, "Shit, is that is that a giant boar out there?" But like pigs, pigs don't behave like that at all. This noise sounded like the percussion that a, a big boar can put out on. If you've never heard a big boar go off. No, out, I haven't. I haven't. Out hunting or if you've ever been pig hunting and that, you, anyone that's been hunting will know what I'm talking about. You feel the noise like a like a rock concert. When a, a, an amplifier is that loud, it just goes, you feel, you, you'll feel it in your chest. Like when a lion roars or whatnot, you'll always feel it. And it was like that. And in that in that little house, it had these windows that went from the ceiling to the roof, and they could slide just like a sliding door. And it was that loud that they were like vibrating against the metal railings, like they were making like noise. And I got up and I went to try and wake Dad, and Dad's. Not the type of person you want to wake up in the middle of the night. And I was like, Dad, Dad, and he's like, oh, what do you want? And that was it. That was all I got out of him. And no one woke up. My sister never woke up. My brother, he had a van downstairs. Oh, I doubt he heard anything. Like, he was always out of it. Yeah, I got up and I sort of went to the door. I wanted to go downstairs just to check my dog or get my dog and bring her up. But, like, I was, I was just too scared at, at the time. And I just... I just laid down, and it just went on. I just tried to black it out. The next day, I went to school. I walked down. First thing I did when I got up in the morning was run downstairs and check my dog. She wasn't there, just the collar was there. Um, well, she'd been pulled out of it. I like, like it had been slipped, but she wouldn't She wouldn't do that. And yeah, I went to school. I was worried all day. As soon as I got back to my mate's house in the army, I had to wait there to be picked up by my brother of an evening. The way back from school because we lived quite rural, Acacia Hills. It was 60k out of Durham. And uh, I rang mum and she told me, oh, yeah, dad found her. And I found out down the track she'd been ripped up. Oh, and, and, oh uh, poor puppy. Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, I love that dog. Yeah, that was just after, I'm not sure exactly when her encounter was, but the lady on um, Dean's channel uh, that had the encounter encounter out at Acacia Hills. Yep, yep. Uh, I don't know what her name was. I can't remember off the top of my head. Do you know? Oh, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I know the, yeah. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, well, it was around that time. I remember her putting signs down near the bus stop that she'd seen a Yowie. Yeah, right. And she had photos of foot tracks and that. So she yeah. put signs up to to ask if anybody else had seen, yeah, seen one. Yeah, right. That's cool. Yeah, I wonder if I she. Still remember it. Yeah. So, just can I ask a question about that noise you were you were hearing? Did it did it just go on and on and on and on, or did it stop for a breath, or did it seem like? Yeah, no, it was. It had breaks. Yeah, it was like it was taking breaths, but it was like there was two of them. It was whatever the, it was. It was. It was two. Maybe more. How did you get that feeling? Were they coming from different directions or? Yeah, yeah, I could just tell. Like, I could tell there was one over just near the clothesline and there's one a bit further around the front of the house. It was so loud. And then your poor dog, where did you, where did your dad find your dog? I said, we're on 360 acres and we're right on a, a long, real long mountain range. That's why it's called Acacia Hill. It's because of this ridge, Acacia uh-huh. Ridge there. So our block went from the road right over this ridge, pretty much 90 degrees over the ridge. He found it just down the back from the house, probably a few hundred metres in a straight line from the house. And she was pulled apart. Yeah. Oh, that's no good. That's no good. How awful. I'm, I feel so sorry for you. I know I know how much I love my dogs. I can imagine that would have been devastating at the time. Yeah, I had that dog for years. Eh? Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. You didn't know at the time that that might have been Yowies, but your feeling is now with the research that yeah, you've done. Yeah, after and- all, the, all the 
cross-referencing. I've done a lot from other people's encounters and that. Like, I do a lot of listening. Yeah, that's, that's what I reckon it was. I'm pretty confident that it was. And your dad, because did your dad say anything? I've had a lot of things in the bush, like, you know, I, I grew up on a station and I've been around the sticks my whole life, pretty much. I've never heard that ever again, that noise. Yeah, right. And did your dad yeah. say what, does your, did he, does he believe in Yowies? Did he have an idea of what it was or did he not talk about it? No, nah, dad, I don't think he'd go down that track. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. He's never told me he's seen one or anything like that. I don't think he ever has come across anything like that. He would have told me. But uh, he spent a lot of time out bush, Mel Mandan, back in the um, 70s, shooting and that. There was an Aboriginal mission right next to our station. I know a lot of people out that way through Arnhem Land. And you, I remember you said there were quite a few stories of UFOs and things around Humpty Doo and... Yeah, the army base? yeah, oh yeah, that was um that's out where we hunt out um in there, an area called Scott's Creek up there. It's that's um it does join on there's a old navy base and I don't know what goes on there these days, I really don't, but it was a research farm and stuff out there as well. Back in the day, government research farm. And there's a navy base that does join onto that land. It's all Aboriginal land through there. But we're allowed to go on there. And, like, every time you go out into that area, you're pretty much guaranteed you're going to see something in the sky. In one period of time there, my best friend, I was living with him back then. He lived out in that area. We were going out about three times a week at one stage. There's one particular light like i reckon it was some kind of craft myself it, it was there every night we went out there and you could watch it for hours if you wished you know you could sit there and just observe it we'd always move on but i, I was always looking up to see what it was doing and it would do some bizarre movements and but it just done bizarre things sometimes sometimes it, it would split into two lights at, at times and change color it would go from white to yellow and when it went from yellow to red, when it went red, it would dart across the sky. And, like, you could see this, like, across the horizon. You could tell it was doing, like, you know, 100 kilometres in a dash, you know, in, in a second. And then it would go down below the tree line, wherever it was in that direction. You could see it go down below the tree line or the horizon. After a while, it would pop back up and come back to that area where we were hunting. Did you feel like, so you mentioned, you just said when it turned red, it would move. So did that happen every time it turned red, it would start moving? Yeah, yeah, that was its fast colour. That's right. That's really interesting. So there was yellow, red and white, did you say? When it was white, it would just be drifting around really slow. It would form into like a teardrop shape sometimes and just cruise along really slowly. I've seen it break into two lights on a couple of occasions, i only seen that. Both of us witnessed that. That's interesting. So maybe there's the light's got something to do with acceleration. Yeah, I don't know. My best friend seen this. Uh, we don't know what it is, but the the, the local blackfellas out there they've been seeing this thing for years and years, and it's it's called Wanjana. This thing they, they nicknamed it. What do they call it? Wanjana. Wanjana. I'll just tell you what happened. My my best friend and uh, his son and his nephew and, and another mate of his, I can't remember his name, but they went out there hunting one night and uh, on their way back they got bogged. They they were just going to sit it out for the night. I was sitting there for a while, half an hour or so, and he said this light just came along the top of the mimosa and mimosa is this, I don't know if you know what it is, but it's a it's a really noxious weed up there, all right? And it's a it's like a, a large spindly bush, and the, and the roots are elevated up out of the ground. Do you know what I mean? Sort of like a yep. mangrove style thing, but mm-hmm. it just grows out in the wetlands there, and it goes like a lot of square miles in places. Mm-hmm. Like it gets really vast, like the stuff. This light's 
come cruising along the top of it and it's just pulled up and it's just like hovering there and they're like you know what the, what the f- oh, sorry i'm trying not to swear like, what's <laughs> totally this? Okay. you know <laughs> like, what's this and this thing has just let off this massive amount of light he reckons it, it was like an arc welder and it and it when he did it, he reckons it was just like, Whoa! and he reckons it was like a, the size of a shed, this ball of light, but it, it lit up the whole area like a lightning strike, like it made it just like it was day, you know what I mean, and this all around that area. And it would started teleporting around them. He reckons it would blink out here and then appear over here and then blink out and blip, 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 blip. It was doing that all around them. And his mate goes, we should take a photo of it. And he reckons once he said that, he couldn't see it. It would be in everyone else's line of view except his. Oh, wow. Every time he turned to see it, it would blink out and go and appear like just behind him, behind him. <laughs> and How annoying. After, yeah, after about half hour, um, my mate's gone, yeah, we should take a photo of it, eh? And then he couldn't see it, but the other fellow could see it again. <laughs> uh, yeah, he reckons it knew what we were thinking, eh? Yeah, maybe. And uh, he reckons it hung around for about two hours. It was doing that, and then he reckons it turned around, and it had two big orange eyes. I don't know if they're eyes, but two big orange spots. On this. It was about the size of a big, like, you know, two doorways in size, I think this thing was. And was it, you said, teardrop-shaped or, or round? No, 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 this is a completely different thing. This is just a... Something, it's a living thing, this light that cruises around there. And it's been there for years and years and years. Yeah. I'm just trying to get my head around it. So, so, yeah, the, so, nah, the, so, the, no one can fathom it. So, the people who live there, they, so they've called it Wanjana. Yeah. They believe it's some kind of entity that, that hangs around there. Yeah, not, not they UFO. reckon it's harmless. They reckon it won't harm you. It's just curious. But it's not UFO related, they believe. No, it's just there. Right. I, that's really yeah. interesting. Who knows if it comes down from somewhere else, like, or it's, you know, if it can, it can obviously teleport. So, or, you know, I don't know if it's teleporting, if it, if it calls it that, but it can disappear here and appear over there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And is there, is there any, like, is it a good omen or a bad omen or just neutral? It's yeah, just it's there. not bad. It's not bad. It's not I bad. reckon it's just curious. It's just curious. It won't harm you. And it's been there for a long time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, a real long time. <laughs> That's interesting. I hadn't heard it. It's a little, is it maybe something like the Min Min lights that I've, that I've heard of? Yeah. Something like that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't have met too many people that have actually seen Min Min lights. I do. I have. I do know people that have said it. I can't think of them off the top of my head, but there wasn't a great deal of detail. Just, just a light that followed them for a bit. Yeah, and I've. I think um, sometimes Min Min lights. Are, it's, it's, it's that was just one word from what I understand from a particular area that people called them there, and possibly it's an Aboriginal name. But from what I understand, it's the same as, you know, people see orbs all over the place too. I was suspecting that maybe it's they're just the same thing. Min Min's just one of the names for it. I don't know. That yeah. <laughs> well, no... My mate has seen other lights out in this area. He reckons they give him a bad feeling straight away. He reckons he was cruising along on a quad bike one night and this green light come up on his right-hand side like at, at like the tree foliage height. And he reckons it come along for a bit and he reckons instantly he goes, I could just feel it, man. It's oh. He goes, I didn't want to be around there. Yeah. He goes, I was out of there. He reckons I just knew straight away. Bad, bad energy, bad juju. Yeah. We've been following by a couple of lights out there, they're white lights. Like, look, it just looked like, and honestly, it just looked like someone had, an, had a, um, a white lead light, you know? Mm-hmm. And it would be like, It'd be like 100 metres away all the time and you'd cruise off on the quad bike and zigzag through the bush because, like, you know, we're not always where we should be. Not that we do the wrong thing, but, you know, not supposed to be there. So we'd cruise off 
you know, you'd try and get away from the thing, turn the bike off, wait, and then, you know, after about five minutes, this light would appear again, just over in the distance, like someone was standing, like it, as if someone had it at hip height, you know. Strange. Yeah, and it's so, it's so common. It's such a common thing. So many people see orbs like that. Actually, I, I spoke to a woman who recently who had was driving down the. She was up in the up in, in New South Wales in the Pilliga region. And oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. And so these truck drivers. She was in a in a station wagon with her husband, who is also a truck driver, but they were in their car at that stage. They had a. Uh, a radio in their car, like a CB. So these truck drivers, they were listening to these truck drivers talk about lights in the sky and they'd noticed a, kind of a bright light in their in their rearview mirrors. Uh, and this truck driver says, oh, you in the white station wagon, have you got your ears on? And so they said, yeah, yeah. And they said, the truck driver said, there's, there's this white, there's this light that's been following you. It followed them for about seven hours so what the truck was behind them a distance the and tr- could see the light in between him and them. Yeah, so the truck was behind them. Yeah, so the truck was either the truck was either behind them or had come from the opposite direction and passed them and seen it. Yeah, but they didn't know what it was. They'd pull over to get to refuel uh, at a petrol station and it, the the light would sort of disappear then they'd get back on the road again and then it was behind them again. <laughs> yeah, super spooky though. They were they were quite frightened. Yeah, that would freak you out. Yeah, and for it's like seven hours. It's, it's yeah, a long, that is. It's a long time. And to and to come back after you've pulled over somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Where there's a bit of civilization. Yep. Exactly. So it's yeah, that would, that would uh, spin you out. Yeah, for sure. I'd probably have to sit that one out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. so what else have you got up your sleeve? I spent a bit of time out at another one of my best uh, childhood mates. His mother lives out in Bullman. She's married to a, uh, one of the uh, TOs out there, traditional owners. Oh, yep, yep. The area where he grew up, Bullman, is like not that far in a straight line from the station I grew up on. And um, I can actually remember seeing him when I was, before I actually knew him later on in life. I remember seeing him out there for a short period, visiting the community that was out there, where I, where where our station was. Oh, right. Yeah, strange. He's got an auntie from uh, Beswick. She was, uh, she's, when she told me the story, like when you first meet her, she's got scars on her face. Oh, yeah. Okay. And like, you would think that she's been beaten up. Well, she has, but I mean, like you'd think she's been in a bad drunken fight or something like that because drinking is an issue in these communities and it and it brings a lot of violence with it. And I can tell you that first. Yeah. So your first impression is that she's been involved in a bad drunken fight a lot of times through her life. But it's not. The scars on her face aren't from that. What, what happened to her? She, she'd been paid one week, right? And had come back with some alcohol, and the last time they drank up or whatever, no one shared with her anything like that. So she took it up to the drinking area by herself. Now, out in these communities, if you're going to drink, you have to go out of town, and the drinking area is usually about oh, at least three k's out of town, four k's out of town. It's got to be a fair distance. So if there's any trouble, it's away from where all the peaceful people are. Trying to relax and get on. So she's gone up there. She started drinking in the evening. She was up there by herself. And just after dark, she said these little hairy men came down from the rocks opposite the drinking area over the other side of the highway there. There's this this hill and it's got big boulders all over it. Like it's this real bouldery, rocky hill. Again, she goes, these hairy men come down and they attack me. And she, she says, you know, they, they come down, they come down and they've been, they've been busting my face. They were like biggest claws, like man's biggest claws. She reckons they were just hitting her, but when they were hitting her, they were just cutting a rifle with their, their claws on the hands. She reckons they had sharpest claws on their hands 
or nails, whatever they were. Every time they hit her, they split her open. That's what all these mad scars on her face are. Like on her lip, her lip got badly split open all on her tops of her eyes. Her face is just scarred. And it was from these these little hairy men. So you're only little, only little, like, short, four-foot, black hair, black springy hair, like um, Filipino's hair. You know, it's real springy and black, shiny black like that. Yeah, right. You can see her eyes were, um, like, pinkish red colour. Glow, like, like glowing? Yeah, like a little glow, like a little haze there, you know. When she told the community what happened to her, did people believe her? No, not at first, because she was drunk, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. But other people have seen it since, you know, seen them up there. I wonder what caused them to attack her. Don't know. You know, I've heard, you know, she could have been on a period or something like that, you know. Oh, yeah, yep. And a lot of animals don't like that. It it sends sends them mad, you know, water buffalo like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Dad would never take a woman out, catching or anything like that, if she was on your period. He'd always ask them first, you know, not being rude, but <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you on your, on your period? Yeah, he right. goes, I'm yeah, not being funny. He goes, it's real dangerous for you. Right, so the, the, the male water buffalo get get a bit uh, in the mood, do they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Could be, yeah, true. Actually, I haven't specified that with him, but I know definitely, yeah. That's really fascinating. I've heard it a lot with the Americans as well. A few, few of the people in the know on was was uh, where's Germa? Germa, is it no? From Sasquatch Chronicles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where's Germa? Yeah, there's a couple of blokes on there that have spoken about it. Yeah. So she must have come back to town with her face all torn to shreds. Yeah, yeah. She was not good. She was in a terrible way. Right. It'd be interesting to know if she, she. I mean, whether she got. She ended up having to go and see a doctor, and whether that whether she told them what had happened to yeah, her. Yeah, they just just shrugged it off at the time. From what I know, but everyone knows now. Like no one will go up there by himself. Put it that way. <laughs> I don't blame them. And so, has anyone else been attacked up there? No, the sure. Well, she's the only one I know of. You're listening to Cal from the Northern Territory on Yowie Central. And you just happen to be tuned in to the best little station in the nation, 94.9 Main FM. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's other things out there just as bad like further out they're probably in that area as well but the the stories i know of happened out at Bournemouth. and out there they've got these giant the closest thing you can relate to is like the i don't know what um time in the periodic timetable is were but the diables all right like yeah okay they're they're really big just they're just a big wolf yeah you know and these are like that, a really big wolf-looking thing. Oh, that's right. I remember, didn't you call them, um, I remember when I spoke to you last time, were they the devil devil dogs? Yeah, devil dingoes they call them. They call them dingoes? Devil dingoes, yeah. Devil dingoes, right. Double double, I'll call them. Double double. Mm. Double double dog. 
Devil Dink. Devil. <laughs> I can't even say it properly. <laughs> With the right accent. <laughs> you do it well. <laughs> um, yeah, so my mate's mum, seeing my mum's coming back from Weemel, which is a little community just not far from Bullman. And you, it's it's just a little two-wheel track through the bush. And then you just come out and it's... <laughs> You just come out in this little community, right, in the sticks. She was on her way back from there. She was picking up her adopted son, Bala, and she'd just come through the creek crossing. And when she comes through the little creek crossing, dry, dry creek, out of her peripheral, she thought, like, just a side glance, she thought she'd seen a foal, like a horse foal in the creek to her right, and she just kept cruising out of the creek. And then she's cruising along, and in the rear view, she just glanced into a rear view, and she's seen this thing just sprinting after the car. And she reckons there's a massive black wolf, and it had, like, coal eyes, like the same glow like that. From the information out there, they think it's just night vision, like a form of night vision. They can, it's, their eyes just are giving off something, but the glow isn't something evil. It's something to do with being able to see in the dark. Are there stories around those dogs? So, do the, the, yeah, the local people? Yeah, there's another encounter that happened just out on the outskirts of that community. It's uh, another creek, uh, river crossing, sorry, it's the Wilton River, which runs uh, right from the Roper. The junction of the Wilton was actually on our station. It starts at the Roper and then runs from there all the way, I don't know how far across it goes. It goes towards Gove direction. After Bullman, I'm pretty sure I'd have to check on the map again. But anyways, at, at, at that crossing there, they'd go there to drink. Okay, and the fellow I'm talking about, his name's Kevin. He was there drinking with a couple of other blokes. There's three of them there. They were drinking BB. They're sitting there with the evening. It would come dark. The other two are like, let's go, come on. And he's like, no, nah, six-pack left. I'm going to sit here and drink it. And they're like, no, nah, come on, come on, let's go. And he's like, no, nah, I'm right, I'm right, I'll uh, sit down here, sit down here. So they they took off, and he's sitting there drinking by himself while he's there, probably half hour by himself. And then he reckons, because he was sitting in the bottom of this river bottom, like not in the water, obviously, but on the bank, but lower down from the road level, you know, and the, and the normal ground level around it. So he's down in there, and he could see from there, through the top of the spear grass, he could see this thing coming, like along the side, the opposite bank, but along the edge of the top of the river. It's, it's just, it's more like a creek, this crossing, okay? It's where the river narrows right down and slows right down. It's just a trickle of water through there. So this thing's coming along the opposite bank, and he could see it through the top of the grass, and he reckoned straight away. Like, that, he knew what it was, like they nailed this thing out there. He just, he reckons I just laid flat down on my side like that and played dead. And he was laying there and he reckons he just barely breathing. And this thing, when it come up to him, he was just holding his breath and he reckons this thing just sniffed him up and down. All right, and then cocked his leg and then pissed on him. <laughs> all right. Yeah, and he reckons it pissed on him and then it had to sniff around the area where they're all sitting and then it trotted off. Kept going down down the river. He reckons I laid there for about 15 minutes. I didn't move a muscle. I just laid there. And then I got up, had a look around, and then sprinted all the way from that from that crossing back to, back to the community. <laughs> like the three people. I reckon he was pale when he got back, eh? But he thought, so he, but he thought it was something other than uh, a normal dingo feral dog. Yeah, no, he knew exactly what it was. Yeah, so that so and so his his feeling was that it's something They'll something eat you. Otherworldly. They'll, eat you. they'll they'll eat you or is it something No, like, not otherworldly, like they just they live out there these things. Right. That's like they're just obviously a scarce sort of an animal. Like yeah. they're out there. Like they're out there. Like white people have seen them out there too. Like it's not just a, a thing that black will see and it's a dreaming thing or anything like that. I know white people that have seen it. They say, yeah, I've, I've seen that thing hanging around. Well, the red glowing eyes are interesting because otherwise I'd, I'd be leaning towards thinking it was a feral dog, but the red eyes is kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah. From from what I've heard, they don't look like a dog. 
Yeah, yeah. That looked like a big wolf. A big wolf. Like that thing at the start of, um, I don't know if you've seen the movie 300. All right, at the start of that, right, this, uh, the Spartan warriors that, and they've got to go out and kill one of these wolves. Uh-huh. The depiction of that in that movie, like when they describe it, that's exactly what it looks like. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty damn scary. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't blame your friend for, for playing dead. I think that was the most sensible thing to do. But have, imagine lying there while it's, while it's pissing on him. <laughs> oh, dear. He would have been going, oh, my God, <laughs> get off me. <laughs> Are you telling – were you telling me about a – your, your your dogs were like they got hit in the face with something. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, I can tell you that one. That was uh, me and a a good friend of mine, Brett. He just wanted to go hunting. We were hanging to go hunting, so we went out to this area that was reasonably close to town, and it was um, this little fishing spot called the Rock Bar out near Howard Springs. As you turn into it's, you come to the end of the bitumen. Dirt road, and you turn left off of that and headed out towards the. It's just a uh, little runoff of the Adelaide River where these people fish. It's a good fishing spot. On the way into there, we turn right off of that track, and Brett goes, This this is a good boar spot near. There's big boars in here. I'm like, Oh, yeah, all right. And his, his cousin had this hylax. He's, he's dropped us off there, right where, we, where the turn off is, and we're going to walk. Along sort of the water would be on our left, the direction we're going to walk. It was dark when we got there, so somebody tells me there's water on our left. We can follow the water. So we get out, we've got two dogs, and we're walking along. And uh, it was just a, it was real still night. All you could hear were frogs in the water. I was in, as you're walking along, we'd probably been cruising along for about half hour or so, nothing, just dead. And out of nowhere, the dogs were just in front of us walking, and then bang, like it looked like Pearl, the bitch, had got just slapped across the face or something, and she's just stumbled back like into my feet and just going rank. She's like, Wah. and the other dog's gone having a fit as well, and they started circling the street, which Taking a few strides back, like, what the is going on here? And Brett's like, oi, pull up you dogs, oi. And they're just going rank. And then, then they started trying to scale this tree. And this tree was about a foot in diameter. And it came, like, as soon as it came out of the ground, it done a 45 and just went up like that. Right? And it probably went up about four metres up. And then it had a little bit of foliage at the end. It was like gum leaves looking type of tree and right directly right on it like touching it was this little like as thick as your arm or as thick as your calf type tree going straight up it was dead straight and it was white and it went straight up and we've had to pull the dogs away well they were looking at something up at the end of that thick tree they were looking at something they could see something and i was like they, they can see something in bristol like, yeah i know i, I can see we ended up pulling them away and we've had to drag them on the collars for a while and then we started walking again, right? The same direction that we were going along the water, right? And you could hear the, the frogs and shit in the water. So we kept going and we walked, we're marching along for probably an hour and a half or so, maybe could have been an hour or so. It was, a, it was a while and we we're like, fucking, yeah, this is dead, like dead. And then, bang, out of nowhere, the dog has done the same thing. It started going rank like it got hit across the face again, and it started going rank. If you can think about it, like, we've been walking an hour. We don't walk slow through the bush. We probably covered in a straight line. Like, we've probably done a couple of Ks away from that uh, initial spot where the dogs went rank, okay? And this is square miles of the country. And these dogs have started trying to scale up this tree. Again, doing the same thing. I've stood back and I'm shining the torch. And I was like, look at the tree, Brett. 
He's like, what? I was like, look at the tree. He's like, yeah. I was like, look at it, bro. And he's like, fuck off. And it was the same tree. And I, I swear, I swear on anyone's life that this was the same tree. And, like, he's looked at me. Like, we both looked at each other. And I'm telling you, it was like a wet blanket got dropped on you. It was like, whoa. I was like, you feel that? And he's like, let's go, bros. He's just looked at me and gone, let's go, bros. And I was like, we just started marching away. You could just feel like it was this feeling, like bad feeling, like instant, instant get out of here feeling like. And we just started marching away. And as we started marching away, this noise had started, right? And it was like this. It went like, like that. When you pop your tongue off uh-huh. the roof of your mouth, yeah. that noise, it was that exact noise with a at the front of it. And this, it was loud, like, and it was like following us. And the dogs, like, as we started running, like, this is all happening in this, like, a couple of seconds, right? We couldn't fathom what was going on. And the dogs have just started going up. They're like, they're chasing something, right? And this was really bright. I don't know if it's full moon, but it was bright moon night. Like, you could see without the torches quite, quite fine, right? They were, they were, they were chasing something and doing a big uh, loop around us type of pattern. And they were chasing something through the grass, but right behind them, you could see the grass and hear the grass. Well, you could just hear this something right behind them. Like they thought they were chasing something, but something was behind them. And you could see this grass just parting. Like, and Brett was freaking out. He's like, fuck, what is that? And I was like, fuck, fuck, let's just keep going, bro. let's just keep going. And we're like jogging along by this stage. Uh, this this thing, whatever it was in the grass, would get real close to you at times. And like one stage, breast, like I was like looking in the direction we are trying to go. And Brett was just in front of me. He's looked over his shoulder and then he just lunged back and grabbed me. He's like, watch your back, bro, and just reefed me into him. And he shone the torch there, and like every time you shone the torch, you couldn't see nothing. Like you'd get a better view. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's all shadowy and shit like that. You couldn't always see with good moonlight. And like every time you hit the torch there, there's nothing there. Like there's nothing. Like, <laughs> but there was something. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Like yeah. there was something there. I'm telling you. What, what did your friends see that made? It's made just you... the grass was parting behind me. Right, behind you. something was coming up behind me, and. That yeah. is so freaky. <laughs> so that How scary. Like, yeah, it took about 25 minutes to get away from this. Like, we kept heading towards the dirt road. We knew sort of what way to head. We just were jogging, and the dogs were going, doing these loops the whole time, right? And that noise was going the whole time until we got far enough. And then eventually, like, the noise, the, the noise just started to get fainter and fainter. And, um, that feeling slowly went away and then we stopped and had a breather. We're like, fuck, man, what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah. Like, we were, oh, fucking, we just went home after that. We went straight home. We just sat down and we just looking at each other, eh? Oh, man. Arthur's like, what happened to you? He's like, bro, there's something in there, man. Brett was, Brett was, it was blowing him away. Yeah. The next morning we were sitting there and we told his missus about it, eh? He went, what? Like yeah. she goes, Brett, you're going white. And I looked over, I was like, yeah, bro, you're going white, hey. <laughs> like proper white. Far out. And how did the dogs pull up after that too? Did they calm down and everything was fine? Yeah, or they yeah when we got far enough away. But, yeah, I don't know what they could see, if they could see something that we couldn't. But and isn't it They stri- definitely were after something. They were chasing something, but it was chasing them. Yeah, so was there two things? Were they chasing something and then there was something yeah, else it was chasing? Yeah, like, it, was, it was like, yeah, it was, it was more than one something. I wonder if the dogs could actually see something or they could just smell. I mean, it's impossible to know, but... Um, yeah. No, they were looking at something, eh? You and, could definitely see them looking at something. They were, their eyes were locked onto something. When they were looking up that tree initially, they were looking at something that we couldn't see. And and interest isn't it interesting that you said that you thought you'd walked a couple of kilometres away from that tree, 
We walked a long way from that tree. I know we walked a long way from that tree. Yeah. And somehow we ended up right back at that tree. But we didn't walk that way. We didn't go that way. We followed the water. It was impossible to accidentally do a U-bolt and get back to that. The chances of that happening would, do you know what I mean, in the area we were would be like lotto, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that that, that. That would freak you out, I imagine, as well. Going, what the, what the hell? Where, yeah, where? that was a spin-out bit. That was a spin-out mm. bit when we looked at each other and we're like, what, what's going on? With the thing that was parting the grass behind you and was chasing you, was it making noise? No, it was just the, the force of the grass. That only noise was that, but that, it was like that was just, just away from us type of thing the whole time, like something else was on the sideline. Right, and it might have been something different. Or when we when when that feeling started dropping off us, when I was looked back, like the dogs were still a little bit behind us. There was this red dot up in a tree. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that thing was it, but like it was too far away to shine a torch on it to see what was up the tree. But there was definitely a red dot, like there was a hot coal sitting up in the tree. Right. Like just one big hot coal sitting there. And big enough for you to, to spot it. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was very clear. Like you could see it was a red light. Wasn't like, it wasn't an owl an owl no, eye or anything like, like that? No, it was just like a hot, hot coal mm. sitting there. How to, how high up in the tree was it? Pretty high up. Four meters up. Okay. No, no, yeah, about four or five meters up. Five meters. And have you ever have you gone back to that same place again? No, nope. I don't blame I don't blame you. I might go back there. <laughs> no, <laughs> that sounds real like yeah, a yeah. Brett won't go back there either. No, right. It's a guarantee he won't. Yeah, no, that was enough. Yeah, something, something doesn't. Yeah, it's not supposed to be there. Obviously, yeah. for some reason. Have you ever heard anyone anyone else out in that area have a similar experience? No. Not like that. I've never heard of anything like that. Yeah. I don't really tell many people about that that story. I've only told my other best mate about it. There's quite a few reports of Yowie sightings and encounters, but beings that that disappear or that or that people can see bushes being parted as though something's moving through them, but they can't see anything. It's not yeah. we have definitely had that reported before. Whereabouts? What areas? Uh, I'd have to. I'd have to look it up now. Um, Not the territory, though. I'd I'd have to double check. We've got over a thousand reports of different things on, yeah. on our website, so I'd have to double check. But leave it with me, though. I'll ask Dean if he can remember which which mm. ones of those. I distinctly remember a story of two people who saw one of those, like a yowie, but it just seemed to fade out and disappear. And I remember reading about the, the the people who saw the bushes parting. So leave it with me, and I'll ask Dean to see if he remembers. Otherwise, I'll I'll just do a bit of searching and I'll find it for you. And I'll send yeah, it I to remember you. one of the uh, stories of I think it's Dean's channel where there was a bloke his his missus and a mate, and he was sitting on the bonnet of the car. Oh yes, down that track. <laughs> yeah, that was. Um... And one scene it vanished, the other scene yep. it turned to a goanna. Yep, and the other bloke. Seen a, a walker, a person walking off. Yeah, some random guy in tracksuit pants, and they called out yeah. to him, and he didn't. He just ignored them and kept walking. Yeah, that was the strangest thing. That's yeah, the, that was a pretty odd one, hey? Yeah, really weird, really but, weird. Yeah, I believe it. I've, I've seen. Yeah, and seen it was um, was it in 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 Dalga? I think it was called in New, New South Wales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was the name of it, the place. Anyway, yeah, yeah interesting. No, 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 sorry. No, you go on. I was just going to ask you what else. What else have you got? Other stories yeah, have you well, got to tell us? Yeah, I was going to say down in New South Wales. That just mate reminded me. I was uh, when I was working in the mines of Pine Creek, at Francis Creek, where this old guy John Crushing crew. His name was Gary Noble. He's he's a really good bloke, and he ended up we nominated him to be our leading hand in that. But I don't know if the discussion of I don't know if it was Bigfoot or Yowie's come up one day at work, and we're just Yarned about it. There's this uh, black fella 
I had crew Walker, and he was my best workmate there. He, Gary, and I were close-knit. And anyways, after everyone else left this little discussion, Gary's gone, I didn't want to say nothing, but I've, I've seen one of them before, eh? And Walker goes, ah, where? And he goes, no, nah, serious. He goes, I did. He goes, down, down, we went out shooting down Bathurst Way a few years back. He goes, we'd been out shooting. And he goes, on the way home, we're just cruising down the bitumen road. And he reckons we pulled over to get some beers out the back. And he reckons we just pulled over there, having a yarn on the side of the road. And he reckons this thing just come walking out from one side of the road. And he reckons he just walked across the road. And he reckons I grabbed the magnum straight away. And he goes, I lined it up. When it just got off the other side of the road, on, off the bitumen, he reckons it stopped. And he reckons it looked over like the left side of its shoulder. Like it turned its body, looked at him. And he reckons, yeah, I couldn't shoot it, eh, when it looked at me. Uh-huh. And he goes, I just walked off into the bush. He was about six foot so tall. And yeah. I believe this bloke straight up, you know what I mean? It was like he wasn't banging on about it. And whereabouts was that again? Where did he see that? Coming back from Bathurst somewhere. Okay. New South Wales. But I reckon, I, I reckon I, I'm pretty confident. Like my mate always harasses me about this. He goes, you know, what, what makes you think it was one of them? What makes you think it was one of them? And I'll tell you, it, it was the power that this thing had and that it was bipedal was what makes me think it was one of them. But it was dark. I didn't have a torch, right? And this is right in suburbia, right? Humpty Doo, just rural of Darwin. There's this Woolworths complex, right? And from there, out the front of there, there's the road, and then there's this open area, right, of just open scrub. Between that and the Arnhem Highway, there's this little bit of thick patch of timber that's probably 200 metres, 150 metres wide, and it's about 500 metres long. And then after that, there's this service station called the Bush Shop there, which had a little caravan park behind it. Everyone used to, that lived in the park, if they didn't want to drive, they'd walk through this bush track over to the Woolworths to get their stuff and then walk back through it. And it's just like a bike track with going through this thick bit of timber. And I was coming through there, back from Woolies one night, and I'd got about a third of the, I oh know, about two thirds of the way down this track. And I had my dog right beside me, had like mobile phone light. We've come along, got about two-thirds away, and then something from the right side of the track, right, we've startled something, and it spun, you could hear whatever it was spin, right, and then just start charging, and it was like, poof, and it was like, poof, 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 and as it was going, those footsteps, if you've ever been close to a big buffalo or something like some a heavy animal, when it takes off, you can feel the thud through the ground. Yeah. Right, and like hear it, like boop, 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 as it goes off. This thing was like the weight of a big buffalo, like that that kind of weight, you could tell. And eight foot up type thing, it was snapping like, as it was barging through, it's obviously hitting trees and dry timber and shit and snapping shit as it was hitting it. And it went from there to the highway and hit bitumen and went silent, right? I heard nothing after that in about, like, three seconds. This happened in, like, three seconds. And it covered all that ground in that time, eh? It was like, that's how quick it took off through there. It was like, dof, 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 <laughs> gone. And it was gone. And, and all the snapping and hitting trees and shit in between as well, it was Man, like, I've looked down at my dog, and my dog must have had the same look as I did on my face. Because <laughs> she was like, what? What? What the fuck was that? <laughs> and I, was, I just stood there for like, what? I don't know how long I stood there. I was like, like I don't know. I was just like, walk slow on that truck, trying to look down that way, because there's filtered light coming through from the big yellow uh, what do you call them, like street lights mm-hmm. near the servo. And uh, after all the encounters and stuff that I've listened to, 
and what people have heard and described and and what I've heard, all the things that I've heard in the, in the bush, yeah, I reckon it's something like that. And, and it was you- mango season, see, and there's this paddock right just near the near like adjacent that bit of timber over the next road. It had to cross one more bit of bitumen, and it was at that mango farm, and no one lived there or anything. It was just an old vacant farm that had been left. It was a vacant property to be sold. And I think this thing was coming in to get some mangoes. So the mango trees were still there. Yeah, 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 yeah. All the mangoes, isn't it? That would and make I sense. Sneaking in to get a feed, but what it would be doing that far in town, I don't know. But I just, I've never heard anything that big on two feet go that fast. Yeah, and and you're definitely you're sure it was two feet. It was absolutely bipedal. It was big. It was tall. Whatever it was, it was tall. It took off like it sounded like a big person taking off. Like, you know, the sound of someone taking off running in the dark and tripping on something, you know what I mean? Like yeah. someone went, oh, shit, let's go, and started running, ah, and hit it, kicked his <laughs> stick or something like that. Yeah. Like that's what it was like. Except this thing didn't stop. It was like you could hear it kicking shit with its shins or something like that. Do you know what I mean? But it just, it was gone. I'm telling you, this was fast like a horse. Faster than it was. That's scary. So did you? Did you? You kept walking. Did you walk back there along that? Yeah, way? yeah. I've been to that track heaps of times since. Because at the time, like, I wasn't thinking that. You know, like, I just, I, I couldn't know. I couldn't work out what it was. Hey, like, when I got back to the little unit I was staying in there, I've gone to my missus. I was like, I barged in the door, <laughs> and I'm like, I've just. I just see I just I just heard something take off in there. It was something. She's like, What what do you mean? I was like, it was something big on two legs. It's like it just fucking took off. I'm telling you, it was she's like, Calm down, calm down. I was like, No, nah, you gotta come up and look with me, come up and look with me. And I take her and I was like, It took off from here, look it and it went through but like I could never, I never found a look the next day to see like and it's so messy in there and so much broken shit anyways, it was hard to see exactly where it went. You know, I didn't know the exact spot it crossed that path or anything like that, but there was no tracks that I could see. You know, it was really hard, dry ground there and covered in leaf foliage anyways, so there wouldn't have been any tracks left. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I reckon that's what it was, eh? There was nothing that I'd recognised, you know? was Cal from Acacia Hills in the Northern Territory. Wasn't that fascinating? Remember, if you've had any strange, mysterious experiences and you'd like to come on the show and share your story with the Main FM community, let me know via yaoicentral at gmail.com or via the Yowie Central Facebook group. That's it for this week, folks. We're out of time. Yowie Central will be back, same time, same place, on 94.9 Main FM. I'll catch you next week. Stay safe. Out in the cold, out in the dark, something's lurking at the edge of the park. People be warned, people beware, there's a storm on the rise and it's covered in hair. Hear him cry, hear him howl, looking for someone to disembowel. Claws like a hook, eyes like coal, feet so big they're gonna crush your soul. They call him Sasquatch.
Your pretty young thing better hide the glint of your diamond ring. Your fancy jacket won't be worth a dime when you're sucking the blood right out of your spine. Hearing cry, hearing howl, looking for someone to disembowel. Claws like a hook, eyes like coal. Feet so big they're gonna crush your soul. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.